You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for tuning in. All over the Western world, it seems vitriol against immigrants and refugees is fueling right-wing nationalist political campaigns. Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump has called Mexicans crossing the border rapists. He says he's going to build a wall to keep them out. What is behind this movement toward protectionism, and what does it really seek to protect us from when a Latino parent hears this kind of rhetoric, how do they explain it to their children? How do they explain the context of this election in the in the broader picture of America? Joining me now to talk about this dynamic in particular in the presidential campaign is Dolores Huerta. He, she is the founder of United Farm Workers. <laughs> Welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, hello. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, uh, talk about some of the things that we've heard about immigrants, about uh, Latinos uh, during this uh, presidential campaign and how they land with people like you, uh, voters uh, like you, uh, how they how they sort of sound to people who are a huge part of the electorate and a growing part of the electorate. Is this is this something that uh, that will make a huge difference in November? Oh, let me tell you, uh, you can imagine the Latino community is incensed over all of the attacks uh, on our community. And when they talk about uh, immigrants, they really mean Latinos, or they really mean brown people. Sure. And it just uh, fuels the racism that we already know is so, so inherent in our society. And I think that is, that is really, uh, really sad. But, you know, at the same time, I have to let you know, that it is, you know, that there are 11% more now uh, people that have become citizens in the Latino community. Uh, the, voter the voter registration is very, very high among the Latino community. Uh, so uh, we're not we're not taking this lying down. We are going to we're we are going to should be out there. <clears throat> making sure our people register to vote, make sure that they vote, and inform them of... And, you know, when we talk about Trump, we have to remember, he is the face of the Republican Party. Uh, it's not just him. It was the Republicans that held up uh, President Obama's executive action so that sure. people whose children are born here, they're citizens, so they can stay here and they can, uh, you know, work and get their driver's license to support their families. So these families don't have to be divided. And it was the Republican governors that went to court uh, to keep that executive action. And then, of course, we know what the Supreme Court also then upheld the, upheld the Republican governors and the Republican, the Republican appellate court. So we have to remind people that it's not just Trump, it's the Republican Congress people. And, you know, we also uh, take that a step further. We talk about voter suppression. Uh, these are the Republicans that have been trying to suppress voter voters, not only the Latino community, but the African-American community, uh, you know. And so they're trying to keep our votes down. And, uh, but I think it's going to backfire on them because I can assure you that the Latino community, people who had never become citizens are becoming citizens, people who had never voted before are now registering to vote. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them, you know. I think they're going to be sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, a lot of people are saying exactly what you're saying, which is that there's a connection between what Trump is is saying and the policies he's pursuing and Republican policy itself that that, that uh, the Republican Congress uh, historical uh, uh, presidential candidates in the in the Republican Party have all sort of said these things sometimes in coded language sometimes in more explicit language Trump sort of 
unmasks all of that and says it all all out there all all the time but when you look at the polls uh, one of the things that concerns me i guess is uh, how narrow they are how close they are this is playing with a certain segment of the population is there enough pushback from the latino community from the muslim community from the african american community among voters to be able to say we're not going to go down that path this time yeah, well, I think that, uh, you know, it's incumbent upon us and our communities to make sure that our communities uh, know what's going on, and that they uh, they don't get disillusioned, that they uh, don't get the <clears throat> depressed by this and say, well, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, but if they understand that they've got the strongest weapon ever, the most nonviolent uh, weapon, I call it, and that is the, our vote, you know, and just take it to the, uh, you know, just be able to take it to the ballot box and, and uh, make sure that these people do not take power. I think at the end of the day, we know that the polls, uh, Republican convention, uh, they always get a, a little bump sure. after a convention. I think Democrats are going to see the same thing uh, with, after our Democratic convention here. And so the, uh, people shouldn't be alarmed by that. And again, we don't really know how the pollsters are doing those polls, uh, and they really don't pull our community anyway in the first place if sure. they don't ask them questions. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, we're going to see that our community is really going to come out. They're going to vote. And all of us that are out there doing grassroots organizing, my organization, the Dolores Huerta Foundation, uh, People for the American Way, there's an organization that is doing a lot in the media uh, to get the message out there to everybody. Uh, so uh, I think all of us working together, we're going to make sure our people uh, feel empowered enough and, and feel angry enough that they will go to the polls. Yeah. Uh, talk about the platform, the Democratic platform uh, that was that was uh, put together for this convention, and and talk about how the, the the different parts of it have an impact on the issues that are that are closest uh, to your organization, United Farm Workers. Talk about well, the, the yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm not with the United Farmers anymore. I, I really don't speak with, for them. I have my own organization, the Doors for the Foundation uh, for Grassroots right. Organizing. But uh, I do, of course, work in the work that we do do in the Central Valley, we do deal with a lot of farm workers' families. Uh -huh. But, you know, the, the one thing, I think the platform came out very well, and the platform committee worked, uh, you know, both the Sanders representatives and the Billings representatives uh, uh, were on that committee, and they came up with some really, really good resolutions. One of them, of course, uh, I may, may, it may have been referred to earlier, about families that make less than 125000 a year, which, you know, a lot of our families only make maybe 40000 a year. But anyway, that they will be able to have college-free education. Uh, we're talking about also, uh, you know, uh, uh, fixing up the Affordable Care Act, making it possible for states uh, under what they call a public option uh, to not have to go through the insurance companies. Of course, it'll have to be voted on by every state legislature. We're talking about the minimum wage and, and all of the progressive issues that Sanders uh, was uh, advocating. A lot of them are going to come to fruition, and we know that Hillary Clinton has the experience to, uh, to make it all happen. But it's got to be done, uh, you might say, in increments because... Uh, you've got to get a, a, a Congress that will support Hillary uh, Clinton. Yeah. That's she the cannot big do problem. it by herself. You I know? Mean, uh, how optimistic yeah. are you that even if we are able to elect Hillary Clinton in in uh, November, that you would get a vote, up, for instance, on the big immigration package that passed the Senate many years ago? We can't even get onto the floor of the House. Uh, 
does that move us closer or or is it is it really that you've got to have a change in congress to to get well i i think after this election and i know the latino vote is going to be very very decisive in electing the president and many of the congress people and senators uh throughout not only the southwest but even states like north carolina virginia and not have a sizable latino population new york state uh that uh the republicans are going to have to take notice and you know what happened in california uh, they had this Proposition 187, which is very similar to the Arizona Law 1070, transform the state of California from a red state to a blue state. And we think that's going to have the same effect everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit. We've got only about two minutes left. Uh, talk a little bit about the founding of United Farm Workers, uh, what those workers' lives were like, and how the organization was able to change them. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, farm workers were earning 50 to 60 cents uh, an hour when we first started organizing, and uh, we were able to finally get the collective bargaining agreements for them, unemployment insurance. Unfortunately, uh, the right to organize, uh, these are laws we were able to pass in California, and that's all related to registering people to vote, getting good people elected to office that would really uh, pass those laws, that would vote on those laws, and people like Governor Jerry Brown, uh, who got elected way back in 75, this is his second time around, yes. and again, he's been a very good progressive governor. And by the way, one of the things I do want to mention is, uh, which is not related to farm workers specifically, but in California, we passed a law to tax the millionaires. And so millionaires in California have to pay 3% more in state taxes. Uh, if you make a half a million, you pay 2% more. If you make 250000 1% more. And guess what? That brought in uh, over $6 billion into our state coffers, and most of that money went to education. And that's something that can be done in every state. But it's got, it's back, back to the basics that we started talking about, about people registering to vote, voting, voting good Democrats, progressive Democrats into office so that we can uh, pass these laws that will really help everyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dolores Huerta, founder of United Farm Workers, also uh, now with the Dolores Huerta Foundation. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. No, no, you are so welcome. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, That's going to do it for us uh, today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. Uh, This is 1019 WDET, Wayne State's public radio station. Tune in tomorrow. We'll continue to talk about the Democratic National Convention, the speakers, the arguments. Are they changing your mind? Are you listening? Keep with us on the phones, and uh, we'll continue the conversation tomorrow. See you then.